VoiceAmerica.com. And welcome to Radio by George with your host, NFL superstar, Eddie George. For the next hour, Eddie and his guests will enlighten, empower, and entertain you. Now here's the man of the hour, Eddie George. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Radio by George. I'm your host, Eddie George. And for the next hour... I'm going to entertain you with an engaging conversation about the NFL and NFL players, former athletes, and not getting that just due. But before I get into that, I just want to talk about my weekend, how I spent the last week, sitting on the golf course in Austin, and uh, it was terrible, as usual. I'm not a great golfer. I've tried it several times. I always say, once you make that great hit that you always come back, I made that hit and never came back, so... That's my life as a as a golfer. But I also was down there for the HWA, which is the Heisman Winners Association. It was our inaugural, inaugural uh, golf tournament down in Austin. It was great. I had a chance to see Mike Rozier, uh, Tony Dorsett, uh, Earl Campbell, who, by the way, is in, is in bad, bad condition, terrible condition. He's now walking, being assisted with a walker and a wheelchair. And that's, we're going to talk about that today on the show. But it was a great weekend overall, and just got back, and uh, I'm very excited to uh, have one of my best friends today come on the radio show. This man, he was he was like, how can I explain this? Raymond was like a, is like a big brother, so to speak. It's like one of those big brothers you're always in competition with. You can beat him in everything, and you like Scrabble and Pate and chess, and it goes, the list goes on and on. I own him in all these things, but. He gives me great advice. I mean, he was always there for me as a freshman at Ohio State. And uh, he was my roommate and a good friend of mine. And I'd like to bring him on the show. He uh, now was recently with was with the Chicago Bears coming out of college. Uh, forgot when he retired. But now he's doing uh, mortgage mortgages at, uh, at a bank in Ohio. So without further ado, I would love to welcome the ineffable... Also known as Ultraback and the Quiet Storm, Raymond Harris. You're on the radio by George. Are you with me? I'm here. Eddie, uh, what, like what a wonderful intro? introduction. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Thank you. The music. I like the uh, radio by George. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it like is it, 2007, huh? Ed, so it, it would be okay to update that. Okay. Hey, man, you know, kind of keep it retro, man. Uh, okay. You know you, you, know you <laughs> like that. But you like your intro? Yeah, I like the intro. I appreciate the kind words, man. Oh, good to talk with you, man. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, man. Well, anyway, man, welcome on the show, man. I appreciate you taking the time out your busy schedule, man, to come on. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Any time I get a chance to to, sit down and talk with you, uh, it's it's weird. We'll have like a conversation that we usually have either on the phone or in person, but having it here uh, over the radio, the internet radio, uh, it's 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 a wonderful thing. Yeah, it is, man. I mean, you know, we we talked about you know doing some stuff together on some levels over the past few years, and as I've transitioned into this life, and now you're doing your thing, and 
it's finally come to fruition. So, you know, it's, it's always good. To, I, I think people will be entertained by the things that we talk about. I think they should. Let's take your time, man, because we, we've never seen head-to-head, man, on anything. That's not necessarily true. But, so, on like, some levels. I mean, with music, nah. Uh, sometimes. sometimes sports. You know, it's, it's we got our own views on certain things. Absolutely, and I'm sure we'll probably differ on on a couple other things. Like I listen to your radio show like on a weekly basis. Uh-huh. I've heard <laughs> you talking about everything from you know uh, presidential politics mm-hmm. to Paris Hilton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to say, man, you're, you're doing a great job. You're doing hey, a really man. good job I, of being diverse, stretching yourself. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. It's good. But now I'm be careful because your head is very jump. small, though. So I don't know. If <laughs> what did you say? I said be careful because your head is really small, <laughs> and I'm not sure if you can oh, hold all, all that knowledge in there. We got, got jokes. Okay, <laughs> but before before we get into you, you joking on me, let's let's give uh, our, our listeners um, a, a backstory of where you come from and, okay. your, and where you where you've been and your experiences. So let's start off with this: Where are you from? Well, I'm from. Lorraine, Ohio. It's a small little still city outside of, right outside of Cleveland. And uh, I was raised there and went to school there. And and um, unfortunately, like, my mother passed away as a baby while I was a baby, basically. And, and my father raised me. So I come from that, you know, that, that story of a single-parent household. And uh, I was the first person to ever get a chance to go to college. Mm-hmm. And we lived in a poverty-stricken environment. And I'm probably really like the, an example of what I consider the American dream of being someone that comes from very humble beginnings, but mm-hmm. getting an opportunity, taking advantage of it, and getting a chance to, to make it uh, and do some things that, that I always dreamed that I could do. And, I, you know, after all this time, I know that I haven't been able to do it by myself. There were a lot of people that were in my corner that mm-hmm. gave me a lot of assistance and helping me. So I went to so from Lorraine, Ohio. <laughs> I went went to uh, Ohio State in 1989. Played football there for the Buckeyes for five years, and graduated from Ohio State. Went to the Chicago Bears for four years. Mm-hmm. I was a fourth round draft pick. I uh, I was a starter on the team for four years, and then went into free agency. Well, in my final year there, I. Rushed for a thousand yards, became a free agent, went to Green Bay, and basically uh, messed my ankle up, and, and uh, I was never heard from again. <laughs> then I kind of so, disappeared. <laughs> and so, I resurfaced. Now only on to 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 emerge back on on the scene by the radio show now. Right? Very exactly. There we go. <laughs> so after I got done, uh, I basically retired in in two thousand with very short stints in New England as well as uh, Denver. And then I went on to be a, a, a radio, uh, actually a, a sports radio commentator in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Moved back mm-hmm. here. Been married for, uh, you'll be you'll be pumped about this, Eddie. I've been married 13 years oh last week. God. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that is, that, it's time flies, man. It's yeah. hard to believe. Right now, though, half the year is over. But thirteen years, I remember. I remember the day you got married, dude. I know, I know. It's oh been a long time. But congratulations, man. It's, Thanks. Well, t- kind of talk about your your experience as a professional athlete. What was that like? Well, I thought it was. Uh, it wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be going into it as what a did kid. You think it was going to be. Then, well, as a kid, you look at it, you see the glitz and the glamour. You see 
being on TV, you see fancy cars and material things. You see people surrounding you by uh, wanting autographs and you know female onlookers and just the, mm-hmm. the entire you know the entire story that comes along with being a quote unquote celebrity. After actually getting a chance to to get a taste of it and, and be a part of it, I realized that it, it was really hard work. Mm-hmm. It was so hard, and it wasn't as glamorous as as it's made out to be. Yeah. It's really hard work. It's a lot of politics, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of a lot of shady business that goes on mm-hmm. in uh, in the professional athlete athletics. Mm-hmm. And if you want to stay on top of it, you either have to really find some resolve within yourself to decide to not go that route and do mm-hmm. it the you know the uh do it the right way or it'd be very very easy to succumb to pressures of things like steroids and drugs and and things of that nature so that's what i really learned about uh professional athlete athletics mm. yeah man i could definitely uh, attest to that you know uh, having been to uh pro bowls and super bowls and the the, the the good side of it, you know, it's, it's it's incredible. But you spend most of your time, you know, in the NFL after year one and two, like, you know, you got to stay in there. You know, the initials right. stand for NFL, not National Football League, but for not for long. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. And it's it's um it's a tough game. And when people see it on TV, on ESPN, the you know, when you look behind the smoke and mirrors in the circus, it's a lot of a lot of buzz out there. A lot of a lot of former athletes out there hurting after the game, man. Oh, Not yeah. just in the physical sense, but the emotional. So, so talk about your transition. When the day that that you knew your football career was over, how did you feel? Well, you know what? I, I liken it to the transition of coming from college mm. to the NFL, because in college. It was another transition for me. I came from a, a poverty-stricken environment. I didn't have much, and I had never had a, a checking account. I didn't. Mm. There was no ATM cards, and <laughs> I never wrote a check, and and things of that nature. And, and having to manage like my life on my own terms, without like a a parental figure there to watch over me and help me out with that. I mean, it, it was it was pretty tough. Mm-hmm. And going then multiply that times a thousand by getting into the, and going into the league, making so much money and not really knowing, you know, what to do and how to deal with it. I liken that kind of that transition between those two to how it was leaving the game mm-hmm. because my entire life I thought of playing football. I never really understood how important it was to me, how much it meant to me until it was gone and out of my life. Mm-hmm. And it, it was really helpful to be able to be like a commentator and still you know, be a part of the game. But in essence, it really could not compare to the adrenaline rush of That's right. being on the field. Mm. Really, the most important thing was like the camaraderie that I had with guys like you and, and my other teammates and, and hearing the, the crowd scream and cheer mm-hmm. and... and being every week being being able to have that litmus test of putting my skills up against somebody else's yeah, and yeah. prevailing. Yeah. Did yeah nothing yeah, could compare yeah. to that. And there once you, you lose that man, it's it's really hard to mm. kind of function in life without having something that was such a focal point in your life before. 
So, so once you left and you you felt that void, mm-hmm. what did you do to to get through that? What did you? What were your other passions? How how long did it take you to figure out what was next? And and just how uh, your life can prolong is prolonged after that. What did you do? Well, immediately, like I said, I, I went into sports commentating, and and that was a, a true rush because I was getting a chance to understand a different world. It was something that I had not, no idea what I was mm-hmm. doing. And as you probably can attest to, oh, yeah. you know, speaking on the radio is not as easy as it may sound or man. seem. <laughs> <laughs> hey, coming, coming in and out of brains. It's, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not. It's not. So learning that really passed the time. But like I was saying before, but once football season started, and I watched the games on TV or if I went to a game in person, I mean, it was really tough, really difficult to deal with. So I really I really paid attention, like work-wise, career-wise, it was uh, the sports commentating. But at home, I think my life really suffered, you know, at home with, like, with my wife and my kids. And mm-hmm. I really started to wrap myself up in, in, into, like, playing golf and, and doing other things that were competitive to try and still keep that edge. And I, I like the edge that I have now. I have a nice balance, but mm-hmm. uh, it was truly a transitions period that, for a lot of a lot of guys, is is difficult to deal with. And without some kind of pro- professional intervention, a lot of guys fall by the wayside. Did you suffer from depression? I wouldn't say I was depressed. I don't think I had any depression, but I definitely went to a point where I was questioning myself and my my overall worth and how how good I really was mm-hmm. in other aspects of my life. But I would not say that I was, like, truly depressed. I was definitely searching for, for a lot of answers, and I really feel, like, at peace now that, that I've uh, found some of those answers. Mm. Excellent, man. Well, listen, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and if you guys want to chime in that's listening to this program right now, please call in 866 472 5787. We're going to talk some more with Raymond Harris and some of the hot topics going on in the NFL today on that very issue when we come back in a minute, y'all. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. The Cherry Douglas Show, with the CEO of Worldwide Music Incorporated and the founder and publisher of Gospel Truth Magazine, Cherry Douglas. By tuning in weekly, you will gain insight, tips, and tools to help get your career started. From how to market yourself to distribution of your product, learn the power of faith-based marketing and much more on The Cherry Douglas Show. Join Cherry each week with guests from the gospel music industry, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors as they discuss faith-based news, events, and trends. The Cherry Douglas Show with Kerry Douglas broadcasts each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and is brought to you by Gospel Truth Magazine and Worldwide Music Incorporated on the Voice America channel. The Kerry Douglas Show with Kerry Douglas, your premier source for faith-based entertainment, news, events, and trends. 
there is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. Yeah. Welcome back to Radio by George. I'm on with my bang man, Raymond Harris, also known as the Quiet Storm, Ultra Back. And Raymond, um, you were at one point, not you didn't mention your rap career. <laughs> you want to talk about, um, you, you were an inspiring rapper at one point in time. You were influenced by hip-hop, because that's how we connected. Uh, ultimately, you know, we were roommates in college, and you, you had a, um, a, a demo. You know wow! I, mean, I like I, that. I have a small head, right? It's like Barbara Walters, uh, Larry King. What you mean? You know how you just drop like that? Some, maybe some, some, or maybe even Tim Russell, how like on. <laughs> okay, I'm, all I'm doing is. Just I'm, drop I'm, out I'm, I'm bringing, bringing people. I'm letting people know who you are. Somebody. Did, did you did you create did you make a demo a rap demo? Well, I wouldn't say a demo. I did. I have recorded a few songs. You were aspiring rapper, right? <laughs> I wouldn't say aspiring. What I was think, the name of the song that you uh, that you played every day? I think it was called Six Feet Deep. It was Six Feet Deep. Yes. It was like how, how'd it go? I, I can't really remember. It was really no. Long I long. do. I remember. Okay, maybe you can maybe you can refresh our it memory. Was, it's the storm. Quiet as kept. It's something, 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 something. If you know how to, it's the storm. Shh. Quiet as kept. Is that is that the hook or something like that? You know what? It did sound. That's <laughs> oh, you know. You're not really giving it much justice right now. I'm I sure know. People I are am. turning the radios you off. Yeah, right you didn't give it much justice. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, well, I'm just kidding, man. In, in between, uh, you know, multiple planes of like lots of loving. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you put yeah, me on to that. Right, you. You put yeah, me on exactly. the T Rock and Seals movie. Right. I got you. But but back on a serious note, back to um, your backstory and your experience in the NFL. Um, I uh, was down in Austin, like I talked talked about the top of the show, and I had a chance to see Earl Campbell, man. And this cat, man, is in a wheelchair at fifty something years old, and he was up there. They were both it was David David Crow and uh, John David Crow and Earl Campbell being honored. 
and John David won in like the fifties, and he's getting around a lot better than Earl. Right. And it was shocking, man, to see this cat in this in this condition. You know, I mean, and people don't understand. You pay a dear price when you play this game. Right. And when and you you may have accumulated a lot of money when you played, but guess what? Now that the elements are kicking in and age fifty and sixty, that money's going towards your health care, and that's not being that's now being addressed by guys like uh, Mike Dick and some of the older guys saying, "Listen, you got to help us out because we can't work in under these conditions, and we're not getting paid." What, what are your What are your thoughts about that? And now, currently with the NFL, Gene Upshaw, the players' union, and how they should or should they? feel obligated to help some of the older guys that, as far as their health care is concerned. Well, I think it's really sad, Eddie, the, the fact that the foundation of, of this billion-dollar industry mm-hmm. that the NFL is right now, this monster that it is, that has no equals. We've seen the USFL come around in that arena mm-hmm. football and then NFL Europe, and now Mark Cuban is trying to come up with something to rival it, but nothing rivals this monster. The amount of money that it makes and the groundwork that had been laid for it were off the backs and the souls of the guys that played in the 50s, 60s, Mm -hmm. 70s, and the 80s for it to be where, where it is right now. And the fact that the former players do not get the kind of help not only financially or monetarily, but in terms of being able to have like therapy and psychological help and, that, and, oh, and things man. of that nature, yeah. for them not to get that type of help to me is, is borderline criminal. It is. I mean, it really they, is. That. Raymond, they offer no. I mean, they tell us in the meetings over in Hawaii, this is what you should do: workers' comp, file for this. You got your. Um, your benefit, your Pete Rozelle, Burt Bell plan money. I mean, you have all that in place, but no one, they don't prepare you for the mental anguish and the emotional anguish that you go through when you walk out. Yeah. You know, I I believe personally that there should be somebody you should talk to. They should have a list of maybe a psychiatrist or somebody to help you get through that period because it's it's tough. Yeah, not only only psychologically, bro, but uh, like a lot of things that uh, are being said now, in terms of like the former players, are really focusing in on on the retired players that have physical difficulties. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you know Mike Ditka and some of the other former players are actually going to, and speaking to Congress about this, I think it's, it's beginning to shed a little light uh, to people that had that had no idea that this was going on. Oh, yeah. This is this is not brand new news for someone like you and me or people yeah. that have followed the sport closely, but it's the people that don't follow the, the sport that closely that can now see this and I got a chance to listen to some of the uh, the comments and the remarks that you know, some of the Congress people were saying mm-hmm. and uh, it sounds like you know this has been shed on them and it sounds like if something doesn't happen soon in terms of the NFL and the NFLPA in terms of its former players they may intervene mm-hmm. so, so that so could be you, I guess that could think, be a good well, thing do you think it's it's Gene is up to Gene Upshaw to do something about this because he works for the active players. He's made that perfectly clear that, listen, I don't work for the retired players. Right. I work for the active players, which, in, in my opinion, is kind of, you know, messed up because he is a retired former player. You know, and he's also getting $5 million a year. 
and it's, it's off putting for for someone like Gene, who a, a man that I respect yeah, deeply, because just looking at the situ, looking at where the NFLPA is now compared to where it was in, in the '60s and mm-hmm. '70s, and really the '80s, uh, he's I mean, he's made the union grow by leaps and bounds. It's mm-hmm. way much stronger and way better than where it was, you know, 20 years ago. But that being said, when you put it on on a level field where you're trying to, to create some kind of a comparison to this and Major League Baseball and the NBA, mm-hmm. their Players Association, it, it, it if there was ever <laughs> a sport that needed and required guaranteed contracts, it would be the NFL. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that, and I know there's a lot of give and take that you have to do and a lot of negotiating, and when you're a current player, you don't necessarily look into the future and see, like, what's no, going to no. happen to you. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, at some point in time, other people have to step in and say, hey, this is what's right, not only for you today, but for you in the future. No and what, hel- what helps them in the future helps us here in the, in the present. No question. Yeah, man. Yeah, you, you know, we went to those meetings over in Hawaii, right. <laughs> joking around and <laughs> really not taking it serious. And, you know, especially early in my career, I was like, right. you know, this is a free trip. All right, you know, okay, let's go through the, the budget. I'm, I don't know what I'm reading. I don't care. <laughs> okay, right. where's my check? But now it's like, yo, whoa, 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 hold up. You know, the time I could have said something, I really didn't know because I'm at an unfair advantage. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't understand the true business behind it. I'm being told what to say and how to say it in the locker room, to save face. But really, I didn't have a, an opinion because I didn't have, I wasn't informed like I should have been. And a lot of that was my fault, no question. Yeah. Well, I think they do Eddie, a better Eddie. job of informing athletes of what's really going on. Right. Instead of just being spokespeople for what they want the information to be said and how they want it to be said. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so what do you say to the critics and the people that are very skeptical about this when they say, hey, you guys had, when when it was your t- time to vote while you were involved in it, you didn't vote for, for, the, uh, for the former players. You didn't vote any extra additional benefits going to them mm-hmm. to benefit the future. You All you worried about was the present. And how do you respond to that? And you being someone, you're someone that was... Uh, you actually went on these trips, like on you know, on a, yeah, on an an annual basis. Committee. You were actually on the NFL committee. What do you, how, do you, how do you respond to that? Well, I, w- I would definitely say that earlier in my career, I didn't take it serious. That being the first couple of years, but when you take a step back and you you start to see things and experience things from your own personal perspective, that changes. It, it changes. Called maturity, and I had to evolve into that. And what what. But the active players have to understand now is that one day is not if, is when you're a retired player. This affects you, too. Right. So it affected me. So now, you know, the last my last three or four years, I was very aware of what was going on. And I'm in, I'm in totally, I'm, I'm, there, something needs to be done for the retired football players on some levels. Sure. Um, absolutely, because... After year five, when your insurance stops, that's when the ailments truly kick in. Yeah. <laughs> and then, it's, it's, then you're naked. And then it, gets, it, it eats up into your own personal principle. And people think that, okay, he's out there making bad investments and he's out there splurging or whatever, living the same lifestyle. Nah, you're just trying to survive. It's like when you buy a car. 
and yeah. the warranty is up in like five years, it, inevitably in year six, that's when you know the oh, transmission no goes like, bad. Yo, and hey, man, I swear I got out the car the other day. Yeah, and I'm you know I've got finished running my my four or five miles, six miles, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, you know, I feel good, man. I got out and I could barely walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt like a 90 year old man, kid. Yeah, I know what you mean. And it man. was like, yo, two, three years ago, I could sprint up out my car. Man, it's not, it's not the same anymore, man. It's like it's a not. hit. So I'm like, man, if I ever need surgery, and then when I'm 45, I gotta have, you know, some cash to take care of this. So that's when you start to look and say, hey, you know what? Uh, who's gonna pay for this? You know, I can't work hard labor for the rest of my life. Right. You know what I'm saying? But we have a minute break, man. And when we come back, we're going to talk some more hot topics with Raymond Harris about his thoughts and his view on the NFL as a whole and also some of the the players like Pac-Man Jones and Michael Vick. And what do you think about the players that are playing nowadays that are representing the NFL? And are they going doing a good job? We'll talk that and a little bit more when we come back in a minute. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. Everything you want, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing your goals has to be difficult. Guess what? It doesn't. All you need are the right tools and a map. And that is what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host Charmin Lane is offering you. Join Charmin Wednesday afternoons at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel for success made simple. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. Welcome back to Radio by George. I'm on with my host, guest host for the day, and great friend. He was the best man at my wedding, Raymond Harris. 
<laughs> and we're talking about the NFL, the state of the NFL, retired players. And, you know, when we were on the break, we were just talking about, you know, me, basically. And he, <laughs> but you can repeat what you said. I mean, you had me thinking, like, man... <laughs> Am I going to live tomorrow? Yeah, you you better watch out. You better, you better start saving. I see you on TV, jet setting. Hey, hey man, that's what I'm saying. I got to go make it happen. You better get it now. You got to get, get it done now because you know you made a great point, man. I'm, I'm taking care of my body and all, but just the the beat, the pounding that I took, man. You know, I, I, now when I look back on it, and I, I've never missed a game on my on my starts over nine years. I'm thinking, man, maybe I should have missed a couple games. <laughs> you know? Maybe you should have listened to Jerome Bettison. happen, right? You should have listened to Jerome Bettison and run out of bounds a couple of times. Man, <laughs> and when they say, oh, you saw, oh, yeah, he saw for running out of bounds. Yeah. Man, hey, hey, take him on. Take him on. Hey, you know what? That's 29 what years Brown, old, man, please. Jim Brown and, for, and, uh, and, uh, Earl Campbell, you should say that about Franco Harris, yeah. too. <laughs> and guess what? Franco is a successful businessman in yeah. Pittsburgh who's walking around. That's How about true, that? Man. Hey, welcome. Know. Yeah, it's true, man. And, uh, man, go out of bounds. Any young running back out there right now, hey, take your man out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> if there's no more, go down. You got, a long, you got a long life ahead of you. Yeah, it's, it's, that's true, man. Yeah, man. Well, in addition to... Uh, that hot topic, that being the retired players, man. I just, I just hope and pray that, that something's worked out, man, for us, all of us. Because again, man, a lot of guys that are over in Hawaii, they're the punters and kickers, the guys that really don't have a respected voice. So we have to see guys like Peyton Manning, Donovan McNabb, some of the the higher echelon guys over there that can make. Um, they, I mean, they can't make decisions, but they can. They have a lot of weight back behind them. Right. You know. But Eddie, you know what? I, I, you know, for some reason, I just feel like uh, not, not much is going to happen and, and really change unless there's some outside intervention. Yeah, you're right. As players, just think about what we talked about earlier. If you are faced with the choice and the decision of what benefits me now versus what could benefit me and others in the future, most people are probably, especially in that environment, are going to have to. Think about like what they what they can benefit from now. Mm-hmm. So if you can get a higher salary, if you can get a bigger cut of I don't know what the marketing dollars are or whatever trade off that they use and they have, <clears throat> I don't think that the players of today, just like the players of our time or mm-hmm. the players before that, would leverage that against what's going to happen in the future. I just don't yeah. think that's going to happen. You know, um, who said this? Um... The commissioner for the NBA said the best, the best sport that's out there as far as business model-wise is the NFL, and that being because we don't give guaranteed contracts. The owners pretty much have a deal of control in terms of what's being given out and, and keeping their overhead and everything else, but he just felt like basketball, they, I mean, they get paid well after they're done playing because right. it's all guaranteed. Guaranteed. $80 million, whereas... You know, you get a guy that's making a minimum, man. You know, that that money is gone, especially nowadays where the economy where it's at. It's that's gone in two to three years, top. Right. You know, so you know, something something needs to be done. Um, hopefully, man, or or spend your money wisely. And that's why it's important that any aspiring professional football player 
they have to, they must, it's imperative that they look outside the sport and look at other ways and use football to propel them in other business ventures to continue that. Or else, man, you'll just see your head spinning, man, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's one thing that it kind of uh, is, I mean, for some people they have figures in their lives that can help them see that kind of thing in the future. No, but yeah. a lot of times people come from backgrounds where they yeah. don't have that kind of support. You're right. And the people that they have in their lives don't necessarily know anything about that. So that's where the colleges and the universities have to step in. That's where we as as mentors and, and former players, we have to step in. That's where like the NFL and, and these other organizations also have to step in to try and help the young people that come behind us not make the same mistakes that we did because if we don't, they'll basically just be following the same patterns, the same models that we we set forth in front of them. Mm-hmm. That's Got right. to do better. And they're talking about, you know, young players. You know, you look at Pac-Man Jones and, and Michael Vick, who, you know, is in his eighth year and still finds himself in – situations that a younger player would see himself in, you know, early in his career. Right. What are your thoughts about today's athlete and the mindset of of Pac-Man Jones and a lot of the Cincinnati Bengals, for instance, and the list goes on and on. What are your thoughts about that? Well, Eddie, I, I try to stay away from generalizing because our society is really good at that. Mm. It's really easy to take a couple of stories like Pac-Man Jones and what's happened to Michael Vick during the off season, and you know some of the indiscretions by mm-hmm. the Cincinnati Bengals players, and then take them and lump them into the entire NFL and say, "Okay, look, this is what's going on." Or look at the NBA and all these players with their tattoos and their 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 bandanas mm-hmm. and they're wearing braids. I mean, I stay away from that because I know where that comes from. It comes mm-hmm. from, from ignorance, and it comes from from people that don't necessarily. A lot of times, to be honest, men are, are jealous of, of the positions that these young men are in. So, Is it because that they're black and successful, I think so. I, mean, I think it's hard not to to look at it like that and, and think that that's that, that's not not an element. So, what you're saying is, let's let's speak specifically about Pac-Man. Okay, let's you go feel specifically like him. You, do you feel like he's being treated unfairly in this whole situation? Being, I, I, I was going to say absolutely not. I think Pac-Man Jones is someone who has had repeatedly had opportunities to write his direction, and he's chosen the wrong route. He's continually puts himself in a position where he's going to be in the public eye, and he's doing some silly things where he's running afoul of the law. Mm-hmm. And when you repeatedly get opportunities over and over and over and you continue to, to do this the, the wrong thing, at some point in time, as an authority figure, you have to step in and say, that's it, that's enough. And I think Pac-Man Jones, unfortunately, he's he's pretty much exhausted his, his opportunities with Tennessee. Now, should he or, or will he get a, another chance with someone else? I believe so, and I think he should. He deserves that. Yeah, but in does. terms of, like, with Tennessee... The Titans, I think he's worn out his welcome, no question. So, but you definitely believe he should be able to play another NFL football game, bearing that he doesn't. He's cleared of all the charges. Well, he has several, exactly. <laughs> not one, <laughs> but a couple of deals he's got to get through. One in Atlanta, another in Las Vegas. 
given the fact that he's cleared of all this, that he should play another NFL football game. If he's cleared of, then that's the key. Cleared. Mm-hmm. If he's cleared of these charges, absolutely no question. If he's not cleared, then he needs to go through the through the legal system and, and deal with the repercussions of his actions. If he goes through that goes that route, serves time in jail and mm-hmm. and and does his time, he and then comes out. I think yeah, absolutely. He still he would then if someone out there wants him. Well, he can still he, play the game. I mean, he still has the talent. He's going to be out there. Yeah, you know that, that's how they look at it. And if you can still play, if you have any smidget of talent left, they're going to get it up out of you. Because you look at Ricky Williams, mm-hmm. it's still amazing to me that they're still talking about this guy. And he's failed eight drug tests. Right. And they still. And he's, I'm like, how? How is that possible? Right. How is, shouldn't he be kicked out? He played in Canada, and he still had maybe coming back to the, the Dolphins. I mean that, that's un, that's that's unreal to me. It you is. know, you give a guy like Pac-Man Jones and say, "Well, he, if he's cleared of charges that he was hasn't been found guilty of, or he hasn't shot anybody, but he was involved, and they're trying to get information out of him." But you look at Ricky Williams, who has failed time and time again to drug test, and still may have an opportunity to come back. That's that's unbelievable to me. Well, I think maybe like the the reason why people kind of look at Ricky Williams differently is he's, I mean, it's, it's just a different set of uh, circumstances that we're dealing with with, with Ricky Williams versus Pac-Man Jones. Pac-Man, well, he's looking at, like, actual, like, real hardcore time for assault and being in, involved in, you know, threats and mm-hmm. all these, and, you know, physical altercations, things that seem to, I think, on the surface appear to be a little more threatening than a, a, a man that that likes to indulge in, in smoking weed. So uh, even though, we, but, he, it's, but but still though, it's, it's, he's still breaking the violations of, of for the NFL. It's oh. a, you cannot smoke weed. You cannot smoke crack. You can't smoke. You can't sniff cocaine. You can't do any of that stuff. Right. But he clearly does it time and time again. Whether you're you're involved in a a, a lawful a lawsuit or whatever it is that Pac-Man's going through, yet and still he's been found guilty of nothing. Right. You know, he was around this stuff. Right. But I mean, I don't know, man. It's just like it's it's all it's all ambiguous. It's all it's like nebulous in terms of what what it is that that you should be doing, what you can do, what you can't do, what you can get suspended for, what you can't get suspended for, who can come back and win. I mean, if you file this date, you can come. I mean, it's just it's just up in the air. It's nothing concrete. Well, you know? it sounds like the new NFL commissioner Roger Goodell has come in and he's coming in to put his foot down. And he's oh, yeah. attempting to change the, change the rules, change the direction. I think he doesn't like that the NFL is being compared to the NBA in terms of uh, you know the type of product that they're, that they're putting out there. What do you the think about that, the NBA as a product? I enjoy the product. I enjoy the NBA. Really? I've, I've always been a basketball fan, a huge basketball fan. It's always been my favorite sport. But you, that's your favorite sport to watch. Not play. Let's right, get that clear. Let's right? put that out there right now. To watch, not play. Okay, I know exactly. my game is suspect, but right. yours, my friend, is extremely suspect. Right. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit more after we take this break in a minute, y'all, with Raymond Harris, also known as the Quiet Storm. <laughs> and we'll talk to him in a minute. 
the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Everything you want, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing your goals has to be difficult. Guess what? It doesn't. All you need are the right tools and a map. And that is what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host Charmin Lane is offering you. Join Charmin Wednesday afternoons at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel for success made simple. There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. Yes, welcome back to Radio by George. I'm your host, Eddie George, along with Raymond Harris, the ultra back. Hey, Raymond. Yo. I've lived with you guys for like a couple summers when I was going back to school. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to bet, I can guarantee you I know what you're having for dinner tonight. <laughs> it's one of three things. All right, go ahead. Um, what's today, Monday? Sloppy Joe night is typically Thursdays. So, I'm going to say tacos. <laughs> I mean, I, you, you'd have to ask my wife, bro. <laughs> that, that's a little bit beyond me. You have to check where it is. What is what, all right, so when's the last time you had tacos? Uh, it's probably due. We're due. We're, we're due you, for the yeah, tacos. You tacos, man. It's Taco, taco Tuesday, bro. Oh, taco, oh, taco yeah. Tuesday. Taco oh, Tuesday. The fourth is coming up, too. Yeah. We're going for the fourth. We're going to have a pretty big party over here. Really? At our house, yeah. So if you're in town... Love for you to stop by, man. I'll, you know what? I'm have, I got a final coming up for um, in business finance, so I won't be able to make it. Man. Yeah, I know. But hey, man, I have to say that the uh, the fried turkey you put me on to years ago, mm-hmm. I I can't stop making fried turkey. I'm glad to see that's it. probably my my, my my it's an unhealthy indulgent. But hey, <laughs> once once a year in Thanksgiving, that was unreal. That might be your next venture, man. Huh? That might be, your next venture can be like maybe on TV one to do like a like a G Garvin kind of thing. I can see you being like a chef. 
For real? Make it fried chicken. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I don't think there's like any hats. You have to get like a, a, a different kind of hat though. Cause but hat. I would, what I would do, like, like you know how Rachel Ray has her like 30 minute meals? Yeah. Like, but I'm going to do like 30 minute meals that are healthy for you. Oh. See what I'm saying? Like, like a smoothie, like a healthy smoothie with celery and apples and grass. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's nice. All right, or, really or make a, 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 a marinade that's uh, organic foods and, you know. Yeah, but that only takes like, you know, seven, eight minutes. So you have to fill up time. I mean, I don't know how make it happen keep so. talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just let it simmer for 15 minutes. There you go. Let it marry each other and marinate. And when it starts to brown, go ahead. But anyway, man. Anyway. But moving right along. Right. Um, we're talking about the, the NBA and how you have a nasty little jump shot. But just your overall perspective of the sport, people believe that, you know, personally, my opinion of the NBA, I like, the, I like basketball too, but it hasn't been the same since Mike left. And they're trying to put people in positions to fill that void, like LeBron James. Now, LeBron is a beast. Game is out of this world. Kobe, beast. Game out of this world. But in terms of persona, they can't touch Mike, man. And that's why, to me, the game suffers, because they don't have that genuine story there. They're trying to create an art that's just not there. You see what I'm saying? Like, Dr. J had his own art. Michael had his own story arc, where he came from nothing and had to battle through Cleveland, had to battle through Detroit, got beat up by the Knicks, finally won. You know, Magic Johnson, same way, had to battle with the with the Celtics. Now they're trying to create rivalries that are just aren't there. And that's because, in my opinion, because of free agency. Because now I, I just see a watered-down version. When I want to see a good basketball game, I'll turn on ESPN Classic. Right. That's the old school. That's just my opinion. Now, you, you, love, you love it all. Well, I wouldn't say I love it all, but the fact that, I mean, where do you get this they're trying to manufacture? I mean, they are. I mean, that, those kind of things just come. They just happen. What do you mean? Teams are really good. When teams are good and teams, I mean, through the draft and through free agency, I mean, start weak teams get better. So but, no, no, I, I the, know that weak teams. I'm saying as far as in, individual. Like, you know how somebody's carrying the league? Like, Mike Carey, he's still the ambassador of the NBA. No one has stepped forth to take that title yet, in my opinion. I think... Uh, LeBron James took a really big step back okay. in the uh, in LeBron again. LeBron's a beast, but Pittsburgh. that team is awful. They couldn't beat the third, the fourth best team in the West. I mean, well, they couldn't beat the fourth best team in the West. That clearly was not the two best teams in the NBA. Huh? Well, okay. yeah. All right, all right. I mean, what? Speak. Speak. I'm just thinking that. I'm, I'm biased because Cleveland and from there and all of that. Yeah. So, I mean, the team wasn't as strong, but the fact that it doesn't take away from what, what LeBron, how good LeBron is and, like, the type of the, the type of game that he displayed on that national stage. Yeah. Now, Jordan, everyone likens, likens, you know, everything to Jordan because, I mean, he was the man. Some call yeah. him the Messiah. But, but Jordan struggled his first couple years. Yeah, that's Jordan why you loved him. He, did, he didn't take off until Scottie Pippen came into the fold, right. until Phil Jackson uh, really crafted, and Tex Winters really crafted that triangle offense. It's going to take a little bit of time. I think someone like Kobe, though, has, has this, he, I think he's displayed the type of 
skill. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's now. Now I know he had, he's had his issues. Yeah, he's his he's had his moments in Utah. <laughs> I mean, we <laughs> he was bold. He has some issues. <laughs> he, was, he was a bold cat. <laughs> he has some issues yeah. in Colorado too. But you know what? You know why I say this? I, I'm just upset because Philly's not involved. And, you know, right. they they've been terrible. But this is the favorite segment of the hour for me. Yeah. Where we get to the fabulous five questions of every guest. And we're going to start with our first one. Okay. And here we go. Let's do it. When was it most difficult to persevere when you wanted to quit? It you only was, got five uh, minutes. Uh, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> when I was at school at Ohio State and I was sandwiched in between you and Robert Smith, mm. and I wasn't getting time on the field. I wanted to leave and transfer to a, a D1 AA school, but instead of doing that, I stayed and kept it going and kept it moving, and, and it, it turned out best for me. What is your greatest regret? That I had a baby and I wasn't married to the mother. What is your most treasured possession? My golf clubs. <laughs> My golf game is sick. It's ridiculous. Who are your favorite writers? Nathan McCall. He wrote It Makes Me Wanna Holler. Hmm. And I'm proud and I would say Tony Morrison. She wrote uh, Beloved, Sula, and she's from uh, Lorraine, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And last question, what is your idea of perfect happiness? Being able to walk hand in hand with my wife, hmm. watching my son and my daughter both graduate from school and embark on their lives, being happy, knowing that we did the best that we could hmm. together. Excellent. Excellent. Well, that's the fabulous five questions. I'm going to do a little something different at the end of the show. Um, we have a minute to go, but I hope they give me a little bit more time. You know, when I was uh, going through my transition from being a football player to now, I guess, a renaissance man, I guess that's how I can <laughs> describe myself. I love that. Um, yeah, I guess. Okay. I would write to release some of the stress. Um, just because I had so much to say on my heart and and I never knew that I had any, you know, uh, poetic talents in me. I, I guess you can call it a poem or just my general idea. So I wanted to end and share this with everyone out there, with you and everyone out there listening because of this topic and how uh, football would it meant to me. And I came up with this poem, and it goes like this. <clears throat> and between those lines, that's where you'll find it. Feeling so great, so powerful, you can be blinded. Where the truth lies, where a, place, a place where dreams are realized and hearts are broken, where you can achieve the impossible if it's spoken, a place where warriors dwell with a relentless spirit. Your heart is on your sleeve, that's where you wear it. You've got to believe to play this game. It can expose your character and bring you to shame. You can see the depths of a man's soul giving it all that he's got, and in just 15 minutes, it seems everyone's forgot. 
He sits there wondering who planned this evil plot. He sits there wondering as his soul begins to rot, doing everything he can do to ease the pain or make it stop. The game is only pure in the park. You can see it from sunrise to sunset till it's dark. You can see the innocence run free, bring whatever it wants to be. This great feeling once lived in me. It's only pure in the park. That's Eddie George. That's my word. And until next time, next week, same hour, same place, we'll talk to you again. Raymond, is there anything you want to say? Nope. Thanks for having me on, Ed. I appreciate well, the Well, hopefully next time. You know what? We'll have you on as a guest host almost every week when football season rolls around. I like the sound of that. I appreciate your time, bro. I appreciate Absolutely. your testimony. Take it easy. Go on. you have enjoyed this week's episode of Radio by George. If you have a question or comment for Eddie and just can't wait until next Monday, you can email him at info at radiobygeorge.com. Selected emails will be read on the air so your voice can be heard worldwide. Be sure to listen live every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America channel. See you next week.